So if we know that we have a perfectionism problem, what do we do about it? I'm Misty Winkler. You're listening to the Simply Convivial podcast. And today we're going to talk about three strategies to overcome perfectionism. So maybe you figure it out that perfectionism is the problem holding you back from progress. Perfectionism is what is stressing you out. But what do we do about it? How do we overcome our perfectionism and start making progress? Today, I am going to share two excerpts from a few different weekly workshops that I did with the Simply Convivial Continuing Education Group. Every week we meet up to talk about our monthly topic, and this month's monthly topic has been anti-perfectionism. So we've been covering strategies for beating perfectionism and making progress. These two clips will help you with some practical tips for overcoming your perfectionism and procrastination so that you can make progress. Let's dig in. We tend only to think about perfectionism making us do things the right way, but sometimes it makes us do them not at all because we are afraid of not doing them the right way. So iteration helps us overcome perfectionism because it is the opposite tactic of perfectionism. The iteration mindset has us taking the next step and working in experiment mode instead of get it right the first time mode. So perfectionism wants to figure everything out before getting started so that you can see the whole path forward and make sure that you get it right the first time. And iteration is not concerned with getting it right the first time. Iteration knows that that's not possible. Iteration recognizes that needs change, life changes, and you don't actually have all the information that you need to make the right choice and set up the right system from the very beginning. And iteration helps you to not procrastinate because you just take one step forward. You begin and then you learn as you do. So perfectionism wants to learn everything before getting started, but iteration knows that you don't actually know what you need to know until you get started. So the best way to get a good system is not to go in total research mode and then setup mode, and then you'll be able to do everything, you know, just so. Instead, you get started and you observe and learn and then adjust as you go. You adjust based on what you actually need and based on how you actually work. Rachel says, iteration gives me permission to get started, to accept it if it's not right. Yes. Julie says, iteration sounds like less pressure. Exactly. Perfectionism prevents us from doing the good that we can do. And it prevents us from rejoicing 
in God's provision, <laughs> in which might not be the way that we would have set it up. Sometimes perfectionism is actually a cover for or a symptom of trying to be little gods of our own lives or of our own situations, because only God is perfect. So if we are thinking that we ought to be perfect, or if we are attempting to execute something perfectly, then we're actually not recognizing who we are and what's actually true about the world. And when we repent, it means turning away from that sin. And so if we are turning away from perfectionism, we might find ourselves feeling just as stuck because we don't know what the path forward actually looks like or how to actually move forward. And I know the temptation then, you know, because temptations and sin always come as two sides of the ditch, (laughs) So there's a path forward. There is the path of our sanctification, the path to the celestial city, to use the Pilgrim's Progress metaphor, to glory. And we just end up veering back and forth between two extremes, falling off the path. And sometimes in getting out of one side of the ditch, we just immediately fall into the other. And so the other is apathy and laziness and sloth. And one reason why that is often paired with perfectionism is this kind of seesaw or teeter-tottering between the two extremes where we are trying to control and do everything just right. When that doesn't work out, we immediately hop over to the other side, which is just giving up. And both of those are problems. Both of those are sins. And neither of those actually move us forward at all. So the way that we do move forward on the path is baby steps, just steps, taking a step, not running leaps, not um, teleportation from where we are to where we want to be. That's perfectionism. Not naps in the middle of the road or claiming that there are lions blocking the way. So you can't be expected to move forward (laughs) to take some Proverbs metaphors there. Baby steps can be hard to be satisfied with or hard to choose because they don't seem so awesome and amazing. They don't feel like progress in the way that we want to feel progress. It seems like uh, we ought to be farther down the road. I assume I'm not the only one who feels that way. (laughs) Like I ought to have gotten over this problem already. I ought to have learned these habits already. And the reality is that we haven't. And that it doesn't mean that it's impossible. It just means we need to keep taking those baby steps, keep getting back up. When we fall, pride is at the heart of perfectionism. And the answer to pride, what pride needs to be replaced with is humility. 
and recognizing our fallenness and our finiteness and our finiteness. That means not being unlimited, not being God or creatures. We were made creatures, not all knowing, not all powerful, not all self-sufficient from the very beginning before the fall. So when we run up against our finiteness, our limits, some of those limits, of course, are there because of the fall. But just having limits isn't actually a problem. It causes us to look to God instead of trying to be God. And it helps us remember that we need God, that we have to be dependent on him and that that's a good thing. So to choose humility and to walk in humility means doing the next good thing, whether it's impressive or not. So repetition is a tool that we can use to overcome our perfectionism. But like many of the other tools and tactics, uh, sometimes we resist it. Then we know perfectionism has a stronghold in our mind. And what we need to do to combat that perfectionism is actually rejoice in the repetition. And that might start by just praying in gratitude for that repetition, by not letting ourselves, by repenting. As soon as we feel the letdown of like, and I'll have to do that again tomorrow. When we feel that way about our daily jobs, then we have an attitude problem that we can actually do something about. We actually know the way out of that problem. It's repentance. And sometimes, you know, we want to blame the chore or the job, but it's actually just our attitude. We can recognize that objectively there is goodness in repetition. And even just reminding ourselves of that truth, even if we don't feel it, And then praying in gratitude, where the gratitude is actually for the repetition in our duties. We are expressing gratitude for that exact same thing that we are tempted to complain about. That is completing the cycle of repentance. Because repentance isn't just saying, I'm sorry, or naming the sin. It starts off with that. But it's actually turning from repentance is a turn. So to repent of complaining or a bad attitude, we have to call ourselves out on it. That's step number one. But step number two is turning from it, replacing it, going the other direction. And that means being grateful for that thing that we're complaining about. So we can definitely do that with repetition, but I will tell you, it takes a lot of practice and maybe a lot of repeated repentance <laughs> before we do start to feel the joy in tending, in maintaining, 
because we have to overcome, you know, maybe years and years worth of habitual negativity about something that ought to be joyful because it is actually a part of the way that God made the world. Getting a working organizational system in place seems like an elusive goal, maybe even an impossible one. But at Simply Convivial, I want to help show you how it can be a snap. There are four pieces to any working realistic planning system. S-N-A-P, a snap. And I have a quiz for you on my site where you can figure out which piece out of the four you are missing, which piece you should work on next. Head on over to simplyconvivial.com and look for the Organization is a Snap quiz at simplyconvivial.com slash quiz. You can find out the best next step to take to be more organized in a realistic, non-perfectionistic, non-overwhelming way. And of course, you know, it will include organizing your attitude. Go to simplyconvivial.com slash quiz 